Welcome back to Glitchcast, episode number 50. Woo! Half century mark. Beautiful. The, the half century mark. I'm excited. Uh, tell me about it. Um, We are reviewing Overlord and Outlaw King this week. Overlord, the J.J. Abrams produced World War II zombie movie, kind of. Which may or may not be part of the Cloverfield universe. Mm, yeah. And yeah. Uh, Outlaw King, the Chris Pine Scottish rebellion movie that Netflix put out this last weekend. Uh, but first, as always, movie news, starting off with some spin-offs. This first one is probably the most unexpected of all of them, of maybe just anything that we've talked about in a hot minute. Uh, a Breaking Bad film is in development. This is going to be a sequel to the series. Aaron Paul is confirmed to return. Vince Gilligan, who created Breaking Bad, is... Uh, is developing this movie assuming that he's writing and directing it there isn't really a lot of concrete info but it sounds like it's going to follow aaron paul uh aaron paul's character after uh because he said that it's about uh like a man trying to uh leave behind a life of crime so yeah that sounds like jesse um uh, years ago i'd say this is nonsense and what are they doing but I kind of thought that when they announced the Better Call Saul prequel, and that's really good. I know, I don't think you got through the first season, but I've been watching. It's a really good show. If, if, if Vince G is doing this thing, he's probably got a good story to tell. So I'm, I'm into it. Yeah, I'm I'm not the biggest fan. Um, just, I just, I just let a thing end and die. We'll talk okay. about something else that, well, actually this, okay, so this is a spinoff of a TV but we might as well talk about the next one because it's going to be a movie anyway, and I'm way more mad about this one. We'll talk about that next. Okay. Um, do you think Better Call Saul is better than Breaking Bad? I've heard a lot of people say that it's better. No. Or it's getting to that point. No, I don't. Okay. But okay. it's very good. It's on a different level emotionally. Less intense, more about uh, more about how just how shitty Saul's had it. Mm, all right. Um, this next one is uh, very interesting. So... The Walking Dead uh, has plans to spin off into movies, uh, as well as limited series, as well as uh, potentially other TV series. But the main one here <clears throat> is there is going to be a couple films based around Andrew Lincoln's character, Rick Grimes. Uh, so, the marketing leading up to Rick Grimes' final episode... Kind of was a bait and switch, and I've heard some takes that AMC is really innovative and brave for doing it this way, and I've heard other takes that this is cowardly and a pulling the rug out of the audience because they were marketing this as Rick Grimes' final episodes or time in The Walking Dead, and technically mm -hmm. they were his final episodes, but we're getting a lot more of Rick Grimes and Walking Dead coming up soon. And now, the important thing to note is that um, these are movies that will air on AMC. They're not going to play in theaters or anything like that. Right. They're essentially TV movies. It, apparently, Andrew Lincoln still likes The Walking Dead, likes the character, but he wanted to spend more time with his family who live in London. So, and this shoots in Georgia, and a TV show takes a lot more time to shoot than a yep. movie generally. Yep. Um, so... That's why they like came to this agreement was he'd shoot like these movies instead. This is the I ultimate let it die. Stupid. This this yeah. is way more of a let it die than Breaking Bad, oh, in yeah. my opinion. Like this first... is this is just like Star Wars. Just milk it for everything that is worth. <laughs> Except even worse because like this stopped being good long um, time ago. Yeah. yeah. Say what you will about the decline in quality potentially with the Last Jedi, but <clears throat> there is no arguing how bad The Walking Dead is nowadays. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I hate this. 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 <laughs> the uh, the next reboot, although it might not fully be a reboot, it's kind of just like a a, a a restart, right? Or not like a spinoff or anything. Uh, is for Shrek, and apparently and Puss, Puss, in, Puss Boots. in Boots, which yep, and Puss. In what Boots. was that? A a spinoff one movie? Yeah, that was a, yep, right? that was a, that was a spinoff show, right? Okay. Yeah, I believe that was a spinoff of Never the saw it. one. Antonio Banderas. Um, yeah. So, I mean, like, I like the first Shrek's funny. Um, if you ever get a chance, turn on Shrek the Musical on Netflix. It is one of the most terrifying, hilarious things of just, like, that I've ever watched in my life. It is so absurd. Um, yeah, I remember Mike Myers, liking I guess, just, 
Shrek 1 and 2, and 3 yeah. being meh, but still yeah. passable. Yeah. Has enough time passed where we're ready for this again? I don't I don't know. It, I mean, yeah, the third, and I think there might have even been a fourth one, weren't very good. I don't think there's a fourth. Mm, I think there might be, because I believe the fourth one is called Shrek Forever After. Oh my god, you might be right. Shrek Forever After, that's... What about Shrek 3? What's that called then? I don't know. Shrek the third? Oh my god, there was a yeah. fourth? Maybe yeah. I didn't see Forever After. I think I gave up after the third, but... Yeah, I remember 1 and 2 being real good. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't know. I don't know about this one. Yeah, I don't really care about it. And I certainly uh, don't do you care think, about uh, Do you think Smash Mouth will be back? That's the most important question on my end. Yes, I do believe they will. Originally... Okay. They're very vocal on Twitter, and they, like, get in arguments all the time with everyone. And originally, like, a few years back, they were very, like, no, like, we aren't just the Shrek band. They are. We, they are. Mm-hmm. We made music, you know, and then Shrek took the music. And, uh, but apparently they've started to embrace it a little bit more now, so. No, people my age will remember. They had, you know, Might As Well Be Walking on the Sun. Um, they had some good jams. I actually bought their CD when I was a kid before they got popular you know their cds before shrek but yeah shrek mm-hmm. just turned them into like the meme band basically oh yeah uh, and then this last spinoff <clears throat> is uh kingsman 3 which originally it was this is coming out next year originally it was thought that it was just going to be an extension you know of the two kingsmen prior to this um and then there was an announcement that uh, Ray Fiennes is going to star in a prequel set in like the early 1900s as like the first Kingsman. And now Taron Edgerton, who plays Eggsy, the main character in the first two, has said that he will not be in Kingsman 3 at all, but didn't clarify past that. So no one really knows if the... It's assumed, I guess, that this Kingsman 3 will be the prequel movie then. Yep, been hearing rumblings like that it's a prequel, World War, World War II time, and more of the originating, like how it all came to be, or mm-hmm. I don't even know. But yeah, it would make sense. They're not going to let Eggsy go, and uh, seemingly it's just a mix-up. I don't think it'll be clearly called Kingsman 3, uh, more of just a spin-off prequel, whatever. Well, I guess we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, you excited for more Kingsman? And, I mean, like I would if it was with the characters that we already know. Yeah. But I don't really care about exploring. See, I the world think I'm further. I'm kind that. of more excited for the prequel because I thought two is a step down for one, and maybe they'll find their footing with a prequel. Yeah. All right, so that's it for the spinoff and reboot news. No, there might be more on uh, TV. Well, kind of, but we'll get yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the Disney streaming service that we talked about a lot. This is a pretty minor sort of story. Uh, is going to be called Disney Plus with the plus symbol, uh, and it's going to debut late 2019. Not shocked at all. It's called Disney Plus. Literally, one of the most unimaginative names for a streaming service. Although I guess I don't really know service because you really want to get the Disney name in there. What are you going to call it? You know. I'll name it for you right now, and it'll resonate with people. Oh, yeah. Disney Vault. Uh, Come on, I actually, I'm actually proud of that one. I didn't read that anywhere. I just thought of it. Like they always refer to the Disney Vault. Is the Disney Vault still a thing? Where you get all the Disney stuff? Probably is. They still no. It can't be if like there's no No, way. No, but I feel like it. They I still I think they do like retire stuff and bring it back. This would be a good way. I don't know, but Disney Plus for a very creative company, a good good way to transition the Disney Vault. Whereas like you put something in Disney Vault, it's only available on the streaming service. So I like I like your thinking. Yeah, Yeah. you're thinking. Yeah. Uh, Next up. Gus Van Zandt is going to direct Will Ferrell in Amazon's The Prince of Fashion. This is going to be an like an actual drama. Um, Gus Van Zandt made Goodwill Hunting uh, and a bunch of other dramatic films. Will Ferrell hasn't really been in a, a drama, I don't think, since like Everything Must Go. That one where he like sells everything after he gets divorced, right? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't that I, good? I, I don't know. I, I I've heard it's okay. Um, he's he's. He's okay in the uh, dramatic yeah, roles that he's fun. been in. Um, Stranger Than Fiction. I really liked uh, Stranger um, Than Fiction. So this yeah, is that was really uh, based on a magazine article from award-winning writer Michael Chabon about the time he took his 13-year-old son to Men's Fashion Week in Paris. And, in quotes, And all I got was a profound understanding of who he is, what he wants to do with his life, and how it feels to watch a grown man stride down a runway wearing shaggy yellow Muppet pants. 
So, all right. It does okay. sound... The article is filled with dizzying stories about designer styles and icons as Chabon races across Paris to take his son to a series of shows, but at his core, it's a touching story about a father who doesn't share a fondness for his son's interests but finds joy in watching the son immerse himself in a world he loves. Okay, so it sounds more kind of like a heartwarming kind of family. Yeah. A goofy drama. Yeah, yeah like a, a dramedy. This, goofy. This does sound like yeah. Will Ferrell could really handle it. I'm into it. Be very goofy, dad, like, and like. Yeah. But it, it, again, it could also. I could actually see it turning a lot more into the, the dramatic side of things where he's just kind of really, really focuses on him not understanding his son at all. I hope it's not him trying to turn down the comedy, and he keep, mm-hmm. he keeps taking ridiculous roles. Like um, and then last up, soon. a sad news story: Stan Lee died uh, yesterday on Monday this week at the age of ninety five. He had yep. been mm-hmm. you know struggling the past year, couple years or so. I mean, he's clearly still you know filming those appearances and cameos from our movies, so he's de- doing decent. He seemed to be doing pretty well for his for how old that is. Um, so that's sad. Uh, a pivotal, pivotal icon in pop culture yeah. universe. Yeah. While you and I aren't the biggest comic book readers, boy, do we uh, appreciate what he's done for the industry and the movies these days. Are it's like what we look mm-hmm. forward to the most on this podcast are discussing MCU universe movies and uh, just a true legend passed away, ninety five years old, had a good life. Boy, if I could make till ninety, I'd be thrilled. Yeah, um, that is it for movie news. Time for some TV news. Speaking of spinoffs, <clears throat> uh, the Star Wars series, The Mandalorian, which is going to be on Disney Plus, uh, being show ran by John Favreau, uh, has cast its lead. With there were rumors about this before. Pedro Pascal, who was in Narcos, uh, he was in Kingsman Two, is going to be the lead. How do you feel about that? You Most like that? of you all probably recognize oh, Game him of Thrones. from Game of Thrones. The mountain <laughs> yeah. gate gouges his eyes out. Um, you'd recognize him probably from that. But I like the guy. I, th- I think I like this casting. Yeah, yeah, I'm good with it. I don't really care about Star Wars, as we all know. So, but but he is someone that I would that I do, I do think attracts me to this. Yeah, I mean, he's very he's very charismatic. Yeah, I'm sorry, not everybody or not Ryan Gosling can't be in everything, but um, Pedro Pascal could be a good lead here. If Ryan Gosling was in this, I wouldn't watch it. Bullshit. No, it's a fact. Bullshit. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Day one. Next up. Next up. Uh, another live-action Star Wars spinoff series is gonna is, is announced for Disney Plus. Uh, this is gonna be about uh, Cassian Andor, who uh, was played by Diego Luna in Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Uh, this is gonna be like a like a spy thriller series, I guess. Yeah, tell you what, I care way less about this. I mean, Rogue One was okay. You liked Rogue One, right? It was fine. Rogue One was alright. I just, this guy's kind of boring. The only defining trait I know about him is I've been in this fight since I was seven years old or something like that. Also, you kind of lose some of the stakes considering, spoiler alert, he dies in the movie. Yeah, he dies with his eyes wide open weirdly in a really weirdly <laughs> edited scene in Rogue One. Um, yeah. <laughs> No stakes. I don't know, man. Disney, uh, Star Wars Overload. <laughs> Give me the Mandalorian yeah. over uh, Rogue One prequel. I can I can agree with that. Uh, last up for news this week, Game of Thrones finally has a premiere month set. Season 8, the final season, is going to premiere in April of 2019. I think this is pretty much what we were all expecting. Yeah, I'm happy we don't have to wait till too late in the summer. Just just get, just mm-hmm. get it in my veins as soon as possible. Uh, Stranger Things, I'm sure, will be in October, so we've got a really good year of TV coming up. Mm-hmm. This is just bringing the, the April final season just brings flashbacks to Leftover Season 3. Yes. That premiered in April. Our favorite. Whew. Yep. Um, but very, very excited for this. Uh, so that's it for news this week. We got two trailers to talk about. First up is Toy Story 4. An official teaser was released. I did not get a chance to watch this because I am not good at managing time. <laughs> at least you're honest. Uh, I did watch it. Let me break it down. has some old-timey 50s song about being friendly and loving stuff. And all of the toys are just holding hands, spinning around in a circle. You kind of get a view of all the old favorites, Woody, Buzz, the little slinky dog. Um, and then a fork with eye, like pipe cleaner eyes and a mouth and hands 
is in comes into view and then starts panicking saying i don't belong here i'm not a toy but it is alive and i think it's going to explore what technically is a toy and what's not i think they take this fork clearly human made toy in and just help him find his place in the toy story world so you've got zootopia exploring racism and uh a toy story 4 exploring cultural inclusiveness i don't know what do you think about them bringing this back i thought toy story 3 was just about the most perfect send-off you can get (laughs) toy story 3 was such a good ending conclusion to the story it was so emotional at the end and also like they don't there's no use for those the toys anymore as we know so what do you think i mean you got woody's obviously a toy but what if a child glues pipe cleaners as arms and pennies as a as eyes onto a a plastic fork is that a toy and is it alive it's uh it's 2018 so yes it is a toy yeah well don't don't assume whether it's a toy or not is it a male or female toy if it if it believes it's a toy well, that's what we're going to explore and find out in this. Uh... <laughs> that's Yeah, that's what we'll learn. Jesus. Uh, next up is uh, Detective Pikachu released its yeah. first trailer. This has Ryan Reynolds voicing Pikachu. Uh, the kid from Ju- Jurassic Justice, World. Jurassic World. Uh, Fallen Kingdom, who just like screamed the entire time as uh, another kid. Great name, though. Uh, His name is like, Justice, Justice Smith. Smith or something. Yeah. Like a... Yeah incredible Comic name hero or something <clears throat> um ken watanabe's in there just you know doing his thing saying his where he just, asian words yeah. let them fight <laughs> yeah. things like that <laughs> uh but this is uh justice smith's uh dad was like a detective or something and goes missing and uh then detective pikachu shows up and starts talking in ryan reynolds voice and he's like you're not gonna understand me and then the kid's like but did you just talk to me i understand you so like he's the only person that can understand detective pikachu Hijinks ensue. They're going to go try and find the kid's dad. Uh, what did you think about this? So, during the announcement, I was very put off. I'm like, this is going to be terrible. Live action, Pokemon, it's going to clash. But when I watched it, I kind of laughed. It tickled my nostalgia bone as a original red and blue Pokemon lover. And halfway through, I'm like, this kind of looks good. It was off-putting seeing Deadpool voice Pikachu, but I'm kind of into it, man. Um, I'm putting my foot down and saying that this movie is going to be amazing. Right, yeah. I am buying first opening night tickets to How this. How about that it looks Mr. Mime segment at the end? Also, terrifying oh. looking Mr. Mime. It it looks it looks like the visually it looks great too. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I saw some people I saw some people talking about like how like the hyper realistic uh, Pokémon looks like kind of weird and stuff. I thought they looked great. I thought they looked really good. Yeah. Um you can't make them like too vibrant and cartoony but you also can't make him too gritty you see charizard he kind of looks very dragon-like but still bright and orange i I thought it looked i thought they looked fine you know what this feels like this feels like what happy time murders wishes it could be i agree not like vulgar and stuff like that i agree but it's sort of like the same premise except like happy time murders sucked ass and this looks good (laughs) yeah some of the jokes landed. Justice Smith looks like he's not just going <laughs> to scream the whole movie. And obviously we know Ryan Reynolds. I mean, he's legit. He's our boy. Mm-hmm. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm fully hyped for this movie. Yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't wait for it. That's, uh, that's sometime next year. Probably early, like 2019 would be my guess, March. Um, all right, that is it for trailers this week, which means it's time for Overlord review we'll go through non-spoilers and then spoilers uh and then after that we'll talk about outlaw king uh so overlord like we said before is jj abrams produced uh set in world war ii uh during project overlord uh basically plane gets shot down a couple american soldiers are you know stuck in the territory where they were actually supposed to land and take out this radio tower to stop the transmission about uh the invasion of the norman invasion of normandy um Stars Jovan Adipo, who played Michael in The Leftovers. He hasn't really been in anything else. Oh, that was Wyatt him. Russell. I could not figure out where I saw him. <laughs> yeah. Wyatt Russell, who is Kurt Russell's son and has been in, got so much, the playtest episode of Black Mirror. Uh, Everybody Wants Some, um, 22 Jump Street. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't know. So much stuff. A um, couple other guys. 
Uh, I don't think anybody else notable, really. Great Grey Worm, I'm pretty sure, was that one dude. Did, was, was that, that him? dude Grey Worm? Oh, I was trying to figure. He had like out. a southern. He had like a you know like a southern yeah. accent, but yeah, that was, was Grey yeah. Worm. Um, directed by Julius Avery, who made uh, I believe like this Irish War movie called like 77 or something like that. Hmm. Um, but other, other than that, nothing nothing too notable. Uh, tomato meter, 81% out of 108 reviews. Average rating is 66.6. Consensus, part revisionist war drama, part zombie thriller, and part all-out genre gore fest. Overlord offers A-level fun for B-movie fans of multiple pers- persuasions. 77% audience liked it. 3.8 out of 5. Um, it made 10.1 million domestic... Uh, 19.3 worldwide on a budget of 38. That got it third place this week behind Bohemian Rhapsody and then The Grinch. So not great, right? But I... No, I think not, we'll, not too great. Like, I was surprised at the critics' tomato meter. I think um, positive word of mouth might carry this one. Yeah, I, th- I think it has a chance to l- hold on like a little bit longer before too many like Oscar movies and yeah. stuff come into the public conscious. Um, what, did you, what did you think about Overlord? It's fast. It is action-packed. It's loud. I thought it was pretty. I thought it was gritty, bloody. I had fun with it. Um, I didn't go in with too high of expectations, but first ten minutes, I realized I was gripping the armrest. Uh, really good opening, and and uh, I thought it was okay. What about you? Yeah. Um, it's definitely paced very yeah. well. Um, I... I wish that they sort of again. This has been like my issue with like a lot of movies. Let lately. me guess. Pick a tone um, and stick with it. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, kind of pick a tone and stick with it. Where like it felt like they were being like self serious, but then they'd intercut with like bad humor or something like that. Uh, There's a character that I absolutely despised, and I did not care that they even made him likable at the end. Um, like a lot of the characters were just stereotypes pretty yep. much or, or cliches cliched characters that we've seen a million times there wasn't really any originality there outside of the main premise which is oh the nazis are essentially breeding zombies yeah you've got the the good-hearted boy that believes things that are happening in war are bad and like will say no to torturing a soldier for information you've got the badass corporal you've got the wisecracking guy that's in your crew and you know a damsel in distress that these days of course can fight Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so like that kind of stuff just kind of like annoyed me. It's like you can't just skate by on having this this like fairly cool premise. Yeah. That what like Castle Wolfenstein has already done yeah. or whatever. Um, this so is a Castle Wolfenstein movie to... at at seventy five percent intensity yeah. and uh, wackiness basically. Mm-hmm. And it, I I'm not surprised to see that their budget was only thirty eight million because it did feel like. If they gave this like twenty million more dollars, I think I would have liked it more because they could have gone like a little bit more bonkers on the action. The action was still pretty good, uh, pretty entertaining. I did like, I so like the when it was like humans fighting each other and shooting at each other. I liked that a lot. Um, I liked like the actual war aspect of it. I think the supernatural element or whatever you want to call it, I wasn't the biggest fan of. Yeah, I the the first the opening act and uh, here we're at with another movie where the opening act is the grandest act and it was incredible in my opinion. I wish I saw it and in like Dolby in IMAX because even mm-hmm. on, on my standard screen I was blown away at that first act. Yeah, it it was intense. I saw it in IMAX nice. and it was. Uh... It was shaking my seat, and I was. They, they basically yeah, drop you right into a war zone, um, being drop shipped from a, from a plane all the way down to the fight on the ground, and they barely cut, and it just follows this one small group, and it's really kind of close knit and really impressive for what they did with it. And I thought the practical effects throughout the rest <laughs> of the movie, with the monsters, zombies, what have you, were really good. Some spotty CG in parts, but overall, the practical effects I thought were amazing. Yeah, I yeah I I, I agree with that a lot. Uh, there's a. Yeah, de- definitely with like the zombie stuff. Um, it, some of the, I mean, I, I'm not like looking for straightforward logic, but some of the logic in this movie is just like I didn't really fully understand it or like what was going on. Um, but I guess maybe that's something that happens in like a future Cloverfield. Maybe. Well, I don't think this is technically movie. I don't connected. Think this is Cloverfield yeah. at all. I yeah. think it might have started out as connected, and then they're like, mm-hmm. let's take it a different direction. And then, yeah, and then, and then Paradox sucked, and they were like, oh, yeah, God, stop making the CCU. Cloverfield. Yeah. Um, I thought I had the cutest kid in this movie since uh, the kid from Lion. I thought that kid was adorable. <laughs> well, who's our boy yeah, from Lion? Right. What's his name again? Uh, 
Dev Patel? No, uh, the the kid version of him. Oh, the kid? Yeah. I have no idea what the kid's he name was. The was. Cute. I want to adopt that little kid. Um, the the girl was kind of generic, uh, badass girl, but Corporal Ford, Kurt Russell's son. I had no idea that was Kurt Russell's son in real life. I thought he was fine, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, I I didn't I actually didn't like his character very much. Yeah, just generic. They, badass. I just. And another another thing that sort of annoyed me was like kind of like I don't know if it was the script's fault or the acting's fault, but some of the lines just like felt weird and like not delivered correctly. I agree. There was a couple was where just, I was like, maybe where like I'm like I almost like was pretty sure that the only good actors in this movie were the the actress, the female actress, and then the like the main villain. Yeah. And because like everyone else just felt kind of out of place. And like like Kurt, Wyatt Russell just did not feel right in that role at at all. Yeah, just his voice didn't match up with like what I would expect someone to be like. And yeah, and um, I knew it was like an unfair thing. But as the movie went on, like I kind of like allowed it like a little bit more. Um, Joanna Depot, I wish that like his character wasn't. <sighs> we'll get into it in spoilers, yeah. but there's certain things that his character does where I'm like, well, that doesn't line up, and then like he shifts back to like his previous thing and then jumps to like the what you would expect his response to be and then jumps back from it it's just like I, I it's also really hard like to that. it's also hard to agree with somebody like i understand torture and war sucks but it's ho- it's hard to agree with somebody who doesn't want to torture a nazi for information <laughs> who just murdered half his platoon like yeah, yeah. um i don't have too much non-spoiler um Except ratings. Um, I uh, my my only other thing is that uh, I think that I'm in love with the uh, the actress. In the you think? So? Yeah. Okay. She's yeah, okay. With her. Yeah. Um, she's great. She hasn't been in like anything else. Yeah, I think I looked her up and I was I was impressed that you know she landed this. She's okay. Yeah. Let's see yeah. what she does. Um. Grades. I got my paragraph review. You ready? Yeah, go for it. Overlord is the closest we'll get to a Call of Duty Zombies movie made, and it's nearly the best video game movie we've ever gotten, except that it's not based on a video game, technically. It sounds and looks great, and I think even the squeamish will enjoy it. I'm going to give it a B. Okay. Um... I don't. I don't have a. I don't have a quick <laughs> little review thing like that. Uh, I'm giving it a C plus. Okay. Uh, it's it's entertaining, but like I. <sighs> It was more technically you know, impressive I, I saw, than I thought I it would it on, be. Yeah, I saw it on a Sunday afternoon, so I was like, oh, this is like a nice like thing to kick back and watch, but it's ultimately something that like I just was let down because I felt like it could have been like a little bit better. Okay. Um so that's it for non spoilers if you Oh yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, we're not going to Outlaw King. I I scrolled too far yeah, down um, on my agenda. If you if you don't want to be spoiled, skip ahead to uh, the timestamp that we put into the description of the episode for Outlaw King non spoilers. Um, if you don't want even listen to that, uh, next week is Fantastic Beasts and the crimes uh, and where to find them. The crimes of Grindelwald. Well, just for, just um, <laughs> nobody cares what, how long the title is. <laughs> uh, so we'll be we'll be reviewing that possibly with a guest. And um, all right. Not spoilers over. Spoilers for Overlord start now. My biggest gripe with, if you're if you're okay with me starting Go here, for it. with uh, Joe Depot's character, the main character was when basically he he refuses to you know like torture this dude yeah. after he sees all these horrifying things that yeah, happen. I guess they kind of spoiled that. <laughs> and and then and then. You know, they go, and then, like, he tries to escape, and then they stop him, and then he plunges the thing into the dude that just got shot's chest, comes back up as a zombie, you know, zombie uh, dude throws people around, and then gets shot up by Wyatt Russell, gets knocked over, and then Giovanni Depot just bashes in his head with his rifle, like, grossly. Yeah. Even Wyatt Russell's character, after, like, they cut to him, he goes, whoa! <laughs> yeah, why did he do, did he just snap? Like, is that... All of his good intentions being let go of? Like, what was that? Well, it felt weird because then even, like, when he goes into, like, the, uh... I felt like even after that, he still kind of, like, jumped back to, like, how he was before. Like, where he's, like, this, like, softy kind of of dude. Yeah, definitely an inconsistent move. And I just, I just, I just did not (laughs) vibe with that too much. And then, like, at the end of the movie, it's like... You know, we gotta finish our job when they're like, you're getting shipped out to C Company or whatever. And he's like, just doing our job, right? Is the character Shut that up, you man. absolutely hated the wisecracking kid hater that eventually loves the kid? 
He is yeah. one of the worst characters of all time. In every sort of movie like this, you know, a Band of Brothers style band of platoon members, you gotta have the wisecracker guy that talks like that. And he was just a walking cliche of movie tropes. Oh my god. It's just, like, you don't have to do that, though. There's better ways to do that. At least make him, like, likable. And I know, like, the whole thing was, like, oh, he's going to, like, act like he doesn't like this kid. Like, and then maybe care. he's, like, a heart of yeah. gold in the end. Give but him another twist. Make like, him gay. Do something different. Yeah. Yeah. Give me give me something. Because it was just so telegraphed. Yeah. And he was, like, he's a, he's a decent actor. He's actually in the big short. He's one of, like, the two, like, younger analysts mm. that, like, figure it out on their own. Oh. Um but he, God, he was so annoying. In the Bronx accent, too, the New York accent, it's just like, of course it's a New York accent. Come on. Yeah, and then, you know... You, and he's a dick to You everyone. knew he was going to go get the kid and then get shot. Mm-hmm. I was actually expecting him to die. The fact that they pushed out yeah. and only, you know, did a shoulder wound. A little disappointing. Wanted him to die for the kid. Uh, but, yeah, just a walking <sighs> cliche. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Um, did they have any closure? Did I miss this? On the sick and bubbly, disgusting ant. I expected her to eventually um, come the, and f. Sh- the 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 Nazi the Nazis shot her when they went and like raided the house. But she, I expected more out of her. Like <laughs> a she saves the crew somehow by being a super powered zombie. So I must have missed it. Did it happen quickly? They just walked into the room and killed her. It was it was like literally like in the background. You see the you see like the the lead officer or whatever the main okay. guy main villain like run out to the car and then you see like all of them run in and then, and then you like and then they, you like see the window up there and you see like them like you hear the gunshots right. and then you see like blood in the window. Thought shattered. that was leading up to more. There's uh, these zombies in the Left for Dead games that. <clears throat> are really disgusting and like bubbly and boily and full of pus and stuff. I expected her to be some sort of creature that maybe was cut for budget reasons. What I didn't understand is why they, why she was like there. I think they, because ex- it seems like they were burning all the people that it seemed to not work out. I think they right experimented before. on her and the, in exchange for sex with the Nazi <clears throat> villain, um, gave her gave back, her back yeah. to try and live her life or save her or something. I don't know. Okay. Um, I did like the I did like his uh, Giovanni Depo's like little like investigation into like when he gets trapped in mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. in the lab. I thought that was kind of cool, but again, it just didn't feel right. Like when he's out, and then like it just didn't resonate for me. But that that was like one of my more oh you like the stealth scene favorite sequences. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, that was fun. It was I cool. actually thought the middle act was a little slow I, because I really was really wanting to just see a ton more of the zombies and that was a part of the disappointment for me is I really expected more craziness, more zombies there was four zombies in the whole movie, five mm-hmm. um, I expected hordes, yeah, I expected nice. a scene with them just mowing them down we, we were about to get a horde at the end and then everything blows yeah. up mm-hmm. uh, which I thought that final <laughs> your, scene was good uh, him running away from the explosion I thought was pretty intense, it was kind of a long a long yeah. take um, yeah I, li- I like that um, I like the scene with the kind of the rapist Nazi being tied up on his motorcycle, being um, motorcycled oh, yeah. in. I thought that was badass. The audience, yeah, was I like, like the, ah! I like the whole plan. Every everything, everything like getting into the compounds in the like, at the very end. I loved that. Yeah. Um, I didn't like really care for the again like the, like the final fight or whatever because it just felt like hey, two superheroes fighting yeah. each other. It was like okay, they can be zombies. They don't have to be super strength. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it was basically like. A couple hard punches with a pipe and then monologue about how evil he is. And then the the good guy does a great big punch with a big tray or something and then has a monologue about how I won't let you take it over and then explosions. Yeah, I that kind of stuff just um, I don't really know. I don't I don't think I personally have anything else to say. Spoiler. Um, I was just kind of disappointed by the final act and that I think that's what kept it away from like B plus a territory. Um, first mm-hmm. act really surprised, really grand, really great looking middle act, more of like a stealthy mission. This felt like a video game movie. And if it was, would have been mm-hmm. my favorite video game movie to date, but overall I still give it a, a solid B. It's, it's a fun movie. Yeah. Uh, C plus for me, it's entertaining. Um, I'm sure like I'll watch it. It's, it feels like a movie that's perfect to throw on on like HBO yeah. or something mm-hmm. on like a Saturday, like afternoon, you got nothing mm-hmm. going on. Um, all right. So that is it for overlord spoilers. We're going to talk about outlaw King. Now outlaw King non-spoiler talk starting now. Outlaw King is from David McKenzie, who made uh, the Australian movie Animal Kingdom, and more notably Hell or High Water, which came out a couple years ago, starring Chris Pine and Ben Foster, about like two uh, Texas Texan robbers uh, 
in modern day. Um, this movie also stars Chris Pine as Robert the Bruce, uh, a actual person, uh, historical person uh, in Scotland um, that basically led a rebellion against England. Um, <clears throat> and King Edward, I believe, like, the first or fourth or something. I don't know. There's so many. They always have the same name. Uh, who's actually sp- played by Stannis Baratheon. A lot of Game of Thrones actors in here. I saw some supporting oh, yeah. cast members, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, so basically this just follows that entire historical story. Basically, like, after Braveheart, in a way. Braveheart was pretty fairly historically inaccurate. Um, but uh, Bruce... Or, Bruce Willis. Mel Gibson's character does pop up in here. Really? Dead, but um, he does pop up. Yeah. Um, William Wallace. Did not know that. <clears throat> yeah. Um, 57% on Rotten Tomatoes. Average rating of 6 out of 10. Consensus muddy and bloody to a fault. Outlaw King doesn't skip on the medieval battle scenes, but tends to lose track of the fact-based legend at the heart of its story. 74% audience score. 3.9 out of 5. This debuted on Netflix. This is a Netflix original. This is part of the like big push for like more Oscar kind of films, more big budget kind of films. Um, it originally debuted at Toronto International Film Festival and was 37 minutes longer. And apparently, critics like despised it. Why? Do you and know? so, I heard there was I a TIFF drama. Pacing but, it was oh. pacing it was too long and like okay. that kind of stuff. Um, and so basically, the director went back and cut out 37 minutes and changed it to this. And guess what? You can tell. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I wanted more. I needed more is, time. Yes. With agreed. The there is also some extremely weird edits and cuts in this um, that even like I watched it with uh, like my roommates and a couple friends on Saturday night and they're not like big like film people like yeah. us and they were like sitting there they're like what like i like kind of started laughing they're like they all like burst out laughing at that there's one cut that was brutally bad it was like a dog to like all of a sudden just like randomly they're like charging down like something and everyone's like what like just happened yeah. like that feels weird and then like it happened like four more times you can really tell they cut out pretty much i'm assuming a lot of the time they cut out was like the second act yeah, it, for me, it just felt <clears throat> like it really would have worked better as a miniseries or even a one-series show. It really mm-hmm. continued to shine a, a shed a light on the fact that you can make really great seasons of television now. Didn't feel like it needed to be a movie. It needed more time. It felt like a shortened Wikipedia article of like like a like a longer like the, it, it was like a book. Yeah, condensed into a Wikipedia article. Yeah, like. I, I think I enjoyed it, and, but I don't think I'll ever think about it again. And ultimately, <laughs> I don't... I think, honestly, it doesn't feel like the story was all that interesting. And I don't know if that's if that's the film's fault, or if that's just, like, this bit of history wasn't all that great. And we'll get into spoilers, almost, like, especially why I think that. Yeah. Um, but I just don't know if the story was all that interesting itself. I didn't care about anyone. <clears throat> why did... It- anyone deserve the throne why should i root for anybody like yeah who i'm rooting for i can tell they're a good pe- they're a good person mm-hmm. but i just mm-hmm. needed more character development from all these people yeah they they certainly didn't establish like the stakes in a mm-hmm. way because it was like okay so they can just get by and they have to pay taxes and they're mad about paying taxes yeah and it's like i understand like they wanted their freedom or whatever Scotland did, but it was also like they didn't. Things didn't seem all that bad before that. In like the the opening, whatever twenty to thirty minutes before, like the rebellion has decided to start. Well, it seemed like this guy was an interim king and then just decided to take over. Probably a bit of a dick, but I really didn't feel like he was that bad of a villain. And I really didn't. I wasn't really cheering for the White Knight. You know, I didn't. When you get ten freaking seasons of Game of Thrones, you understand why you should be cheering for John freaking Snow in Game of Thrones. Yeah. But in this one I just didn't care. They also I, I I'm pretty sure I read that Robert the Bruce, who's Chris Pine's character, was like much more of a badass than they like kind of portray him here. And I think that's also because he was like kind of like a morally mm. gray area kind of person. Whereas they kind of make Chris Pine in this movie like kind of like straightforward. Like he's you know he's doing the right thing. Yeah. He doesn't really ever do anything that's bad or wrong or anything like that. So um the the opening scene which is like essentially like a, a long take mm-hmm. a f- one take is absolutely incredible and i was like super pumped after that first 10 minutes 15 minutes um and they did it very 
like interestingly because I'm like it clearly was not actually one take but they go in a tent mm-hmm. then they leave a tent and you go outside where it's like you're in the tent and you think like oh this is like a nighttime thing you go outside it's in the day you go back in the tent same kind of lighting again you go back out the other side of the tent day again and there's a castle and they're like launching something at it and then they I, they might go back in the tent after that but it was such a like a thrilling thing to watch because there was so much stuff going on yeah. it sets up like them like kind of like brokering peace in a way between a couple guys or something like that and then it goes to like just like a, a joking sword fight and then it goes to like this intense like castle siege yeah i was really impressed with the opening i thought we were in for something special and then the rest of the movie just was average i think um mm-hmm. Yeah, the mm-hmm. battle scenes were I thought were pretty intense, pretty cool. I'd love to see this guy do a, a Game of Thrones episode, but kind of the blood spattering mm-hmm. effect kind of bugged me, and it's it just there weren't... I didn't feel any stakes to any of the battles, and I didn't care. I... Yeah, the, the battles just felt like stop gaps in the movie. It was like, well, we need a battle mm-hmm. here, so we're going to do it, and we need like something to happen specifically, like someone to die to motivate someone, or something like that. And even... Even like the final battle, I just felt like it just it just again just felt like oh like we got to do this. They didn't it's like they started like they were gonna set it up and be like this cool thing, and then they didn't really take advantage of it. And also the ending just felt super we'll fake get there. and weird. We'll get there. Um, uh, how how did you feel about Aaron Taylor Johnson's? Character? Yeah, like he was the one character that I really remember just because he was such a badass. Like he was just screaming and killing people and stuff. But I I didn't really get he, it. He he. he he felt like someone out of a different movie yeah because like no one really acknowledged like how insane he was and like he should have been probably the main character yes. it felt like because he was seemed like he had a much more interesting backstory than chris fine's character did. yeah like he was an island guy <laughs> or something and yeah it, it killed his dad i think maybe. I, his, his his dad like maybe like revolted like a little bit or something and then they killed his dad and like his uncle or something and yeah when i was watching i was like oh that's the kick-ass guy yeah he's cool (laughs) he's got great hair on the topic of hair boy chris pine's haircut was atrocious in this movie (laughs) it bothered me it was like it was like it was like kind of mullet but like not full legit bothered me and took away from the experience (laughs) we got aaron taylor johnson he had a great haircut and so did some other badass dudes with long hair, but Chris Pine, my goodness. There were some of the funniest haircuts of all time. The 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 King of England's son has yeah, oh, possibly the funniest God. haircut I've ever seen in oh, my life. Oh, some of the like It's like a bowl cut, but that's like cut like it's it's a bowl cut, but the bowl starts like three inches above his ears. And that's And it. then you have the priests where they're all they're <laughs> like, like naked mole rat like naked nudeness but then the top of their head is completely shaved and they have a halo hair it was unreal i'd never seen anything like it and now i have a new hair goal i i wonder if that's like actually what the hairstyle was like it had to be like the kids like what in the world was that oh man um i i also i actually really liked the uh the queen in this as well i thought she was really good but then they also kind of what? Never mind. We'll, we'll get, get to it because I spoilers. know where you're going. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I don't, I don't have much else to say outside of so. Spoiling. Chris Pine gets fully nude frontal in this movie, and let's save that mm-hmm. for spoilers because I've got a lot to say about that. <laughs> the the point five milliseconds that it's out. Well, there. I rewound it. I paused. I zoomed in. Mm, of course, um, yeah. yeah we'll talk about yeah, that frame soon. rate. Yeah. The only yeah. other thing I got is like it was very dirty, very gritty. There's not an ounce of shine during any moment in this movie, and that was kind of cool to see. Usually, you go to the the king's castle and it's pristine and beautiful, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. everything in this movie was filthy, and it really shows you how much it probably sucked to live back then. <laughs> I uh, I also really respect that because like this is the one thing that I took away was that. They were like trying to make the Scots feel more like like blue collar and like dirty workers and like you know doing the doing the shitty stuff. Mm-hmm. And when they show like all the fights and all that kind of stuff and all the Scottish Scottish stuff, it's like that's what they're living yeah. in. Like even the final scene is like supposed to take place just in mud, and they're like, "This is the Scottish way." And it's like, okay, I get it. I, I'm glad I live in 2018. Let me just say <laughs> that. Uh, um, grades. Outlaw King is well shot, well acted, and would have been more well received as a six-part miniseries. If this was in the theater, I'd say skip it. But the battle scenes, they warn a watch from the couch on Netflix. It's a C+. 
Agreed, this is C plus for me as well. Editing, uh, weird cuts, uh, uh, a director's cut that chopped off a fourth, fifth of the movie, just kind of, just kind of ruined it. Um, however, that first twenty minutes is outstanding. Like, I don't know if that's gonna be topped. Yeah. Um, um, worth a, w- I mean, just because you don't have to get up from your couch, worth a watch. Yeah. But I would not recommend this if it was in the theater. Yeah. Um. All right. So that is it for. Non-spoilers for Outlaw King. Time for spoilers. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. Chris Pine's needle. Um, No, I really don't have a lot to say. It's just... Usually you don't get, like, A-list actors getting nude, like, full frontal. But um, it kind of came and went. I I actually missed it. The the wife was was excited. Wasn't that big a deal? Kind of... I mean, like, the the shot was kind of far away. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of felt pointless honestly but it, yeah, it I really respect did. it i respect yeah. it yeah. Um, on that same note he lasted a good eight seconds in bed with that with that with that <laughs> wife of his so props i was to impressed him. yeah i was i was impressed legit, it was pretty impressive legit, like 13 seconds <laughs> <laughs> what do you, do you blame the wife for that she kind of teased him for it seemed like they weren't doing anything together exactly as a wife. exactly he was he was he was partaking in uh what the kids call no nut november oh, i sure. believe yes and and he was he was really making her wait and she was also making him wait you know on the nights of their marriage like they were supposed to consummate it it was really weird they were like trying to like make them do it yeah they, like take off their shoes and socks for and them the, and then he's like the slaves were like watching them like, <laughs> yeah. get out of here <laughs> um but then he just like gives her a kiss on the head and goes to bed and then, like they go like and then they like kiss once and then, and then all of a sudden, it's like you know, make it happen. So no, I agree. Yeah, I think I think it's on. I think it's on both of it's them. It's him abstaining yeah. and her. You know, her giving him the lusty eyes yeah. for the first twenty minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, more development there. Like I just don't buy why she flip flopped to him. She he kind of showed that he was a good dude, but there wasn't mm-hmm. really a reason why she's all of a sudden like I choose you mm-hmm. out of nowhere. Yeah, that that was weird. They didn't really explain like her backstory or her family very much because it seems like her family once like you get to the end and they like offer her like the one way out where she like mm-hmm. renounces her marriage or whatever. Her family clearly wanted that, so her family clearly didn't mind England all that much and then she like rejects it. She yeah, that w- that was weird and like it just felt like a a, a weird kind of uh like medieval time like loyalty thing where it's like well i'm his property so i gotta fall on but like they made her be defiant in it which i didn't guarantee you there's 12 more minutes of those two getting to know each other in in the extended cut um but again i did like her character it just sucked because then once you hit the midway point she gets kidnapped or whatever you know you see her like one more scene and that's it which is a kind of scary scene i thought they were gonna put her in that cage and dunk her underwater and she was gone Mm -hmm. and what they ended up doing is almost worse hanging her out to dry in the cold with no food and a bucket to pee in yeah that was yeah that was that was disappointing for me um yeah i agree she was like one of the three characters that i found interesting and the Um, brothers they kept murdering his brothers but i didn't know who his brothers were and a little bit more i didn't even realize they were all camaraderie (laughs) around them um why they're so tight and the decisions they made together and their home and i just didn't care the brothers were dying left and right and i didn't even know or care yeah i got got, got, beats me Yeah. I got no idea. Um, you want to talk about you want to talk about that final scene? Yeah. Uh, final talk about that final battle, battle was okay. Final battle. Final scene. Yeah, final battle was all right. What the it was F. again gritty, like kind of intense. People dying you know, in the mud, like kind of yeah. just showing everyone dying, like no one's really. It reminded me that feeling great about this. The battle of the bastards, how just dirty and mm-hmm. bloody and gutsy and disgusting men fighting men in those uh, in that scene would be. <clears throat> It was kind of tough, though. Like, you couldn't really tell who was who. Oh, yeah. I, that was... Oh, yeah. I, I forgot to write that down. I was kind of drunk watching this. I'm not going to lie. I forgot to write down... I didn't know who the hell was who. And, you know, blue shirts and red shirts would have really helped. I don't care any sort of color. Just just tell me who to look for. Um, Why? <sighs> Part of the reason that I had trouble with this movie and don't not the biggest fan of the story and also not the biggest fan of the the final battle is the fact that the it feels like they all should have gotten killed feels like they should have lost because then they like like yeah the the english army or whatever is losing like a fair amount of people but it's also like 
you're out, you outnumber them by a lot. It was like ten so, to one. So yeah, you're gonna lose you're gonna you're gonna lose like another what five hundred people, but you're also gonna murder all of them, and there you go, it's all done. But instead, like the dude of the brother that uh, Chris Pine killed in the beginning of the movie is like, nope, ride out, yeah. retreats, yeah. and then in there's no way this happened in actual life in the real world was the king the new king of england i guess um stayed there on the battlefield and like everyone just watched him and chris pine fight Mm -hmm. and then chris pine just didn't even kill him and just let him like stumble away. yeah unless that was because that's exactly what happened i got a big problem with that you keep him you do not let that rebuild you keep him as a bargaining chip you don't have to kill him but you take him as a prisoner of war for god's sake it was, it was, it was mind. Like me and my friends were watching. And we're like, what, we're, what is? We're like, this, why is, what is this, he doing? This, this can't be right. They're like, Come why on, is everyone? Just, is it? And then like when they do start fighting, it's like, how come no one's noticing this? And then they like cut, and it's just like a line of people just watching, and it's like, you guys are just gonna let your king get stabbed? Yeah, maybe, or? maybe go out and fight on your king's behalf. That's usually what happens. Yeah. 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 It was it was weird. Although like I get it, it's like you know a film move callback to the opening scene mm-hmm. where yeah. you know they do their stupid little everything comes full circle. Mm-hmm. Freaking dumb. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I had, a, I had a major problem with that, and then it cuts to like them being like, and this is what happened, and like they the Scottish won their freedom, and blah 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 blah. And I was like, well, okay, all right. Yeah. When you said you had more to say about <clears throat> this movie than Cloverfield, I was hoping it was be wasn't because you were like gonna love it and gush over it because yeah i had a lot of problems with this one but mm-hmm. very average and i guess still worth a watch because you don't have to leave your couch yeah, exactly. you know exactly exactly oh man yeah c plus c plus c plus yeah. give it a watch if you want um all right that is it for spoiler review of outlaw king and that is it for this episode next week we got fantastic beasts and where to find them, colon, Crimes of Grindelwald <laughs> review. Um, thank you for listening. As always, remember to subscribe and review on whatever podcast listening platform you use. Uh, share, comment, like on all social media, any posts you see. Check out Galitra.com for any new articles. Check out Galitra.com slash support. Three ways to support us. Feedback, if you want to give anonymous feedback. Um, tell a friend to download. Go to an Apple store. Subscribe on all those phones. Uh, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye.